Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sestronino back here once again to talk about 90 Day Fiance. Happily Ever After, episode number 11 after a uh, yadas for the 4th of July holiday. Uh, we are back in a big way to talk about everything that went on in the wild world of 90 Day Fiance, Happily Ever After. And I am back here with Mr. 90 Day Fiance. Pleasure to be back talking with Puya Zambakili. Puya, how are you? I am doing delightful. I'm very excited to be back. The week break might have been needed because I did pretty much enjoy myself watching 90 Day once again this week. It was a good time. Okay. Uh, Puya, how was uh, your uh, time off in between uh, the 90 Day Fiance podcast? It's been fun, but busy. Yes. Because when one show takes a break, another one begins. Big Brother started in full swing and it's been electrifying. So I've not been able to really take my eyes off of it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not complaining. Like this is a this is a pain pleasure, if that's even a thing. I'm very yeah. happy with the with the pain here. Real quick, uh if if Frenchie was a 90 day fiance cast member, uh which one would he be? He'd probably resemble closest a uh, amalgamation of Mike and Natalie. Oh my God. (laughs) The true monster, the combination. Yeah. That's what I would see. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe he could have some of like the uh, delusions of Andre. uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. The the very self-assuredness of Mm -hmm. Andre. Yeah. um, The absent-mindedness of Jovi. Mm Yeah. And then basically uh, throw some Charlie in there also as well. For good measure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Puya, what story would you like to uh, talk about here? I mean, I think that maybe Tiffany and Ronald again uh, had the most, uh, they had three segments last night. Yeah, I think since going to South Africa, Tiffany and Ronald have easily taken over the entire spotlight and become the the franchise at this point, Mm -hmm. which I'm not upset about. They're fine. They're moving the needle. Let's go. I think we go with one of the more light to nothings of the episode. And that's either we go to Angela and Michael or we take over, take a step over to Jovi and Yara. I think we start with Angela and Michael. Because I think Jovi and Yara might have a little bit more meat on the boat. Okay. Angela and Michael, uh, they just had the one scene. And uh, boy, these two just cannot get back on the same page uh, no matter what. Yeah, they're not in a good place at all. At all. It doesn't look like there's no positivity on the horizon with these two. Yeah. And... It looked like that they were going to, you know, uh, I, I thought they were going to reconcile because I feel like that in the uh, next time on 90 Day Fiance, it looked like that they were at least like having like a pleasant conversation, but it did not go as smooth at all. And uh, they broke up. And for a married couple, though, uh, you know, I feel like that that's an odd phrase to just use. Well, we broke up. Very casually, as if that's the normal thing we be doing out here, as if it's not one of those things that happens maybe once in a relationship, twice in a relationship, tops. Yeah, they're very relaxed about it. And and for me, the part that is just irritating is the way Angela decides what the narrative is and the way she follows the thread. It bothers me so much. Mm-hmm. How do you mean? 
So Angela's whole thing here is that, well, first of all, Michael's trying to contact her, keeps calling Skyla. Skyla's mm-hmm. telling Angela, Angela's not going to. But the thing that bothers me most, Rob, is it's as if anytime Michael's name is said, she's, she realizes, oh, I should probably smoke a cigarette now because that's my one time I can get away with doing this and mm-hmm. blaming it on Michael. It's like, yeah. this is not a thing. Like, stop making this a thing. This is not the way it goes. Uh, yeah. It yeah, me. that's good that she's able to sort of just blame him for the fact that she wants to smoke. I, I wonder, like, if the doctor said, all right, fine, you can smoke now. Would the, <laughs> that heal the relationship? It's very possible. It's very possible. Also, when is she going to go for this follow-up procedure? Like three years yeah. from now? Because she keeps smoking. She keeps resetting the clock. Honestly, that she should just cancel the uh, the um, operation that she was planning mm-hmm. to get to get the facelift because it's just like a win-win-win. Then cancel the facelift. Then she's off the hook. She can smoke. Once she can smoke, she's not going to need to have to blame Michael for her smoking. And then, uh, I mean, she's not going to have the operation, so Michael will be happy. Uh, I kind of feel like that uh, that no operation, go back to smoking, I feel like solves most of the problems. I think that would make her happiest. I do. I will say the other thing that's probably bothering her that she can't handle is that for once in this entire relationship... Michael's not backing down from a fight. Mm-hmm. Michael is holding his own because we see them finally get on the call. And this wasn't anything but pretty, obviously. But the one key thing for me, Rob, is that Michael wants some respect and he's not going to just like let it go this time. Yeah. And I thought this was particularly ugly with Angela and Michael. And when we, this season started, you know, the impression that I got from Angela, okay, well, she's like a, you know, jovial, fun loving, uh, you know, troublemaker. But uh, I mean, she comes off uh, as, you know, irredeemable uh, when she yells at Michael on the phone uh, that, hey, who do you think you're talking to? I'm an American. Don't talk to me like that. I love this because this is not the first time Angela whips out the red, white and blue to justify not being disrespected by Michael. She's like, I'm American. You can't do that. I have freedoms. Like, this is not a thing that you're allowed to do to me, mm-hmm. which is like, okay, I, I, listen, I'm all for being patriotic. Yeah. But Angela, this had nothing to do with the argument. <laughs> you're bringing this out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I. it sounded like to me, like a little bit like, hey, you know, I, I'm better than you. You can't, you can't mm-hmm. talk to me like that. Do you know who you're talking to? Which this is, you know, man and wife. Yeah. Yeah. I think the other part of it is if you think about their their visa process, I think she really thinks that she's Michael's meal ticket and that Michael should respect that. Mm-hmm. Like, well, are you going to really talk back to me? I'm going to be the way you get into the America. Don't you want that? So you should like you should listen to me, which is, first of all, ridiculous. Second of all, insulting. Third of all, disrespectful. Like all of these things put together, like it, it, it's Anyone can see why Michael wants an ounce of respect in return. And then, yeah, she also told him that, like, oh, if my dad was here, he would slap you. My dad would beat your ass. You can't beat anybody's ass, Michael. 
I think so. Here's my my official stance on this. Lou convinced her not to get the divorce. I think she's had a taste of being broken up and doesn't want to go back. And I think that she's going to say and do anything she can to get rid of Michael at this point. Because, Rob, again, Michael kind of let her say and do anything with him. Like, she, he took all the insults on the chin. She wouldn't let him see these friends. She wouldn't let him go out here, there. She wants to put a tracker on his phone. All Michael said was, talk nice to me. She won't mm-hmm. do that. So this relationship should end. And everything she said here was out of line in this phone call. It was getting it was getting pretty tough to watch. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you on this one. Yeah, no, this should end. This should end. I don't know why Lou is against this. Well, what's his angle, Puya? Well, if if this is if this ends, I think Lou loses some money. Mm. A little bit of the payroll is gone. A little bit of the dent there. And I think what was his reasoning that the the process would be complicated because they'd have to serve him papers or something. Yeah. So it's already you know. complicated, Lou. I got some news for you. Yeah. Well, I think the other thing, Lou is kind of smart for this. I think Lou fully recognized that Angela's going to be the type to break up, divorce him, and then in two weeks be like, let's get back together. And then they have to refile all the paperwork. Like they'd have to literally start from scratch, get remarried, mm-hmm. apply for the visa. And Angela really does seem like she'd be someone who would waver like that. So maybe from that perspective, Lou is saving her. But then, Lou, you'd get more money. So maybe you just push the divorce to happen, Lou. Come on. Puya, I feel like that this has been at least like a month on the show. We're in this holding pattern of them just yelling on FaceTime. They've had nothing. They've had nothing for these two for the last month. It literally, I feel like once the surgery happened, it's just been, the storyline's been, Michael's the worst. He's not calling me. He doesn't care. And then now Angela's the worst because every time Michael calls, she hurls insults at him. And they went from being the stars of the first uh, part of the show to really now being the filler. They're just there. I think the show opened with them. They did. They were the biggest people there. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, this relationship in this story uh, might be broken. I think that's fair to assume. Yes, yeah. I agree. We'll see. But somehow, it seems like that they are going to ultimately and end up like back on the same page. Um, how so? I mean, based on that, it looks like in the previews for the rest of the season... Uh, it seems like that there's stuff where that they are like uh, back to being on good terms. Yeah, I don't think they're going to separate. I think ultimately these are two. This couple will fight through it. If not Angela, Michael, for sure. I think Michael's been very clear where he doesn't want to give up on this marriage. He wants some respect, but I think ultimately if he has to sacrifice that to keep the marriage afloat, he will. So... I can't, I can't, and I mean, the next time on, we see them attempting to um, fix everything. I think, Mm -hmm. I couldn't tell who was on the line with them. Was it like a tarot card reader person or a psychic? Yeah. I couldn't fully tell you who this was, Mm -hmm. but there's some counseling going on, so I'm excited to see that play out. Yeah. I think Angela has uh, her own psychic. I think that most of the 90 Day Fiance superstars uh, do have that person in their address book. Listen, it's not a bad thing to have in your arsenal. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, who was it last year, that last season that had one? Stephanie. 
Stephanie. That's the one. <laughs> Maria the psychic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, there should be just like one psychic that like talks to all of the different couples. Yes, I think that would be better because then we could track their track record as well and see how they're doing across the season. But this way, we got to kind of go hit or miss, see if they're any good yeah. or not. And the we'll psychic see. is actually just a producer and tells them whatever would be best for the show. As it should be, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, give us the best possible results for more mess. I think that's the, that's the recipe you need. Mm-hmm. I don't need to hear the psychic accurately tell me what problems they have. No, tell me... Tell me what makes it worse to make something happen here. Okay. All right. Puya, you want to talk about Jovi and Yara? Might as well. Let's go to New Orleans. Yeah. Or not New Orleans. Uh, just outside of New Orleans? I think so. Somewhere. Okay. <laughs> so Yara is going to go with Gwen and with Monty to go pick up Jovi from the airport. Uh, Yara is excited. Mila is excited, right? That's the baby's name. Mila. 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 Mila is excited, and uh, everybody's excited to see Jovi. He manages to get off the plane, not with a rum and coke uh, or a Jack and Coke in his hand. Somehow, even though it's the morning, <laughs> he's he's growing. Improved. He's improved. Yeah, look at him. Look at Bars. our Jovi. Yeah. Do you think it was touching when Monty talked about how he knows what it's like to like really like we really went like all in on like sentimental Monty? Yeah, I don't know if I really bought the sentimenty. I, f- I feel like it was it was it was cute. They tried to make us feel like, oh, what a hard life they lead. But I was also like, but it sounds like you have fun on this boat like you're broing out it feels like you like it enough that you're willing to not take any other job but this so you must like the arrangement and you got your son the same job that you have (laughs) yeah you're like oh we live such you know it's like i can sympathize with you being sad that you're missing your kids growing up but also and not specifically monty but with jovi yara said listen find something else and he's like i'm good so i can't he seems to be okay with it Yeah. yeah Okay, so they're going to go and bring Jovi to go to this apartment and he's never seen it and he wanted to stay in New Orleans, but Yara hates New Orleans. Somebody threw up on her shoes one time. She does not want to be in the city, but it does seem to me, Puya, it's not so much that she doesn't like the city. It's that, okay, I need to get as far away from the bars as possible because uh, that is the only way to, you know, save this marriage. Yes, I think you've hit the nail on the head because when we saw the apartment, this looked like that much bigger than the other place. It didn't look like it didn't like you know, knock my socks off. I do think the location is a combination of she likes the more peace and quiet of it all. And uh, I think she thinks with New Orleans, like party life and how like, you know, the the downtown was, I think she doesn't want that for herself and then really doesn't want that for Jovi. So by pulling Jovi all the way away, he's not going to be able to go because I think, didn't we, if we recall, he literally only took Uber. So I don't think he drives anyway. Um, So she's like, if the Uber fare is like over like $80, I think he might be hesitant to leave the house. So Mm -hmm. maybe that'll work. Yeah. So they bring him out there to the apartment. And again, the apartment is fine uh, that yeah. he was complaining about, hey, where was the, the where's my couch? 
And she said, oh, you mean the couch uh, that the strippers were on that has uh, dirt and disease? Yeah, I had to get rid of it. Um, So it seemed like that was a sore subject. Yeah, it was very shady. It was the correct amount of shade. She was like, I'm not keeping this. I don't trust where your couch has been, sir. Mm -hmm. We're getting rid of it. And we're getting this new couch, which what are your thoughts on white couches, Rob? Because I feel like... oh. You're really asking for this to get stained instantly. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, great question, Puya. Thank you. I, I think that it's insane to have a white couch and a baby. And right, I'm I, I currently in the middle of having this conversation with the first lady of podcasting. Uh, we have moved. We don't really mm-hmm. own any furniture right now. And she'll say to me, hey, what do you think about this couch? I like a, a white couch. I'm like, what planet are you living on that we have two disgusting kids that make messes and get crumbs everywhere and ruin everything that they touch? She's like, but, well, look, I, I want to have a white couch. Like, well, what, 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 maybe if it was just us, maybe when, when, they, when they, the boys like uh, move out. Are you crazy? Even then, I just feel like, could you imagine how bad your coffee drinking experience is if you spill a little bit on that couch? You have to put the Who coffee Who wants aside to live like that? Yeah, I don't want to live on the edge like that. No, 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 no. Yeah. It'd be too much. Yeah. You know. Uh, so, yeah, that it's a, that's a, uh, a real hot button issue for me, Puya. I mean, I, I, I can, I can tell, but mm-hmm. listen, I'm, I'm, I'm on your team. I'm on your team on this because I, anything that makes me have to feel like I'm on alert when I'm supposed to be relaxed, I'm out on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So Jovi is not happy with the location. Most of all that he says that they're in the middle of the forest. Yeah, I don't know if they were in the middle of a forest per se. It, it, that seemed a little exaggerative to me. There was some greenery from the view we saw on the balcony, mm-hmm. which is nice. But essentially, to me, this screamed they've moved away from downtown. They're about thirty minute drive from downtown, closer to the suburbs. That's kind of the vibe I got. And Jovi is basically like, "Well, I thought we we're gonna have like a ten minute drive to go to, to go to the city and then go, go go to the bars, but I don't even know where we are, so this really stinks." And so, uh, you know, I don't really like this. So, Jovi is out on the new apartment. I'm not surprised. I think what's interesting with the job he's taken, Rob, is that it almost feels like where he is, he like his work is at Neverland because. Nothing changes. No one's aging. Like when he comes back, he fully expects everything to be the way it was when he left it. Like his lifestyle, his mentality, his wife, Mila. But the truth is Mila's growing up. You know, Yara's been living with this child alone for how many months? The world has moved. You have to grow with it. So for him to be like, I need, I need the Yara has moved. Well, you said go, you. I believe you had your goodbye tour with the with the with the lads that one night at the bars and then the strip club. Like, didn't you already say goodbye? Mm-hmm. How many goodbyes can you get? Yeah. Now he's ridiculous, <laughs> yeah. Jovi. And yeah, he needs to calm down. Yeah. The, what What does he need to do? How How much does he need to go out? I don't understand. Like she said, there was they joked about there being one restaurant and one bar. That is fine. Like you have, why not make that one bar your bar? You know, that's good. Mm -hmm. What I did 
think with Yara, I was like, hmm, was the 6 p.m. curfew. That I was like, okay, I'd have a tough time with the 6 p.m. curfew. Yeah, Not what's the 6 p.m. curfew in the town? Was she, uh, well, Jovi joked about well, what time does the restaurant close at 6? She was like, well, yeah, that's about as long as we need to be out. So then we'd be back home. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I can't do 6. She was like, well, that's that's the time. That's when we, we need to be home at 6. Mila needs to be home at 6. So that is the curfew that's been implemented. I know I just complained about it, but then upon further reflection... I'm not really out past six ever. Mm-hmm. So my life would not really change if I had this curfew per se. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. It's um they they're gonna have a tough time. Or Jovi's gonna have a tough time. Now, Rob, we this is the only next time on or on the season watch that I wanna have is did you see anything in this uh episode with these two? that will make you understand why inevitably we're going to end up with Jovi and Yara at a strip club together. I suspect the way that they'll frame it is Mm -hmm. that, you know, we've been here in the forest and we haven't been out. And so as a way to do something nice for Jovi, we planned, you know, uh, this uh, night, this night out for him where we're going to like, let him show me like what he used to do at his old haunts. If you're Jovi, isn't this the worst? That why would you agree to do this? This feels like a trap. Oh yeah, this him. man went on the ninety day tells all and put on a lie detector. That's true. That's true. And and he lied, and then he laughed when he got caught. Yeah, you know what? Um, that's my bad for trying to understand mm-hmm. Jovi. Quite frankly, that's my. And again, I'm also surprised Yara w- agrees to the like. If Jovi says strip club, I would imagine Yara would say, no, we're going to a bar max. But then Yara went with it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I told you my theory is that a producer really like talks them into it. They're like, oh, come on. It'll be really good for the show. Come on. Yeah, no, I, I think that makes sense. I think I think that makes sense. And I think this combination of they both play chicken of who is going to tap out first. She's like, I'm fine. I'm cool with mm-hmm. this. And he's like, oh, I wonder if I can do a little bit more. Yeah. Like, where else could we go? Because in the same way that somehow the 90 Day Fiance producers get Hazel to go on a call with Minty and say like, hey, but then you could right. get to see like, uh, wh- how is Tariq going to be on the call with Minty? And then Hazel's like, yeah, I guess so. Let me see. what see. This will be a test. Maybe they're saying to Yara, like, uh, but let's just say, like, look, you see, you, you're right there. You could see how Jovi is. And, you know, then, you know, if you don't like what he's doing, then you get to nail his ass to the wall. Yeah, I miss, I miss Tariq and Hazel. Mm-hmm. I really do. They, they would have been great on here. Instead of Mike and Natalie, but I digress. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So that's uh, Yara and Jovi. Uh, Do you want to talk about Mike and Natalie? You know what? That's the best way to segue. Okay. Because uh, this was wild. A wild start opening to the episode. Like a real like cold open. Like this was an episode of Breaking Mm -hmm. Bad. Of (laughs) Mike can't find Natalie. It's the day of the surgery. 
She got mad about something, went to Juliana's house. She's ghosting him, can't find her anywhere. So he's driving around in an Uber to find Big Blue, his car. And then he found it in the parking lot. Apparently, she drove it there. He takes the keys and steals it back from her and drives away. Yeah. So Mike was so insulted that Natalie went to the appointment herself without him and didn't answer his calls that he took the car in revenge and was like, she can find her own way to swim. I'm out of here. And it all happens because... So it's the day of the surgery. The night before, Natalie's request was, can we go to Seattle and just stay at a hotel before the surgery, which I guess Mike agreed to. But then they had a fight at the hotel about Oklahoma again. Listen, you go to Trisha's house for Thanksgiving one time and you're never going to hear the end. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a it's going to be a problem. It sticks with you. The nightmares. It really does. So they argue about this. And then she storms off, goes back, goes to Juliana's house and takes Big Blue by the sounds of it. And then just goes to the appointment without him. And he gets mad and he takes the car and he leaves, which is a very weird revenge kick. Mm -hmm. Stole his car back. Yeah, I feel like so I was trying to think, like, let's say me and Leon are in this situation and Liana's like, you know what? It's better for me if you're not there. I don't need your help. I'm just going to go to the surgery. I'd be like, okay, And I just pull up and wait for her once she's done the surgery. I wouldn't get mad at it. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. I was, I was, con- I, I say I was confused, but also it's Mike and Natalie, and they're not like yeah. Liliana. We're normal. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah that I think it was just like, okay, well, you gotta take my car and not tell me where you're going. Well, I'm gonna take the car, and then you're gonna get out of surgery. But I, you know, really, that would be a very bad look uh, for Mike when Natalie comes out of surgery, all bandaged up with no ride, no car. I mean. She was gonna. I, I don't think you're supposed to drive yourself home from a surgery. No, no. There's no world where she was gonna drive herself. I'm assuming she ex- she would have expected Mike to be there. So yeah, um, yeah. No, no. Any surgery like that, you're not supposed to. And like, I don't. If he's like, she can find her own right to swim. I'm assuming this is a different city. So that Uber ride would have been fat. Um, glad yeah. that didn't happen. And then. We got a little bit more background on Natalie's surgery that she has uh, polyps in her nose. Yeah, that what, was what are polyps? Uh, I think that those are like sort of like growths. Oh, yeah, tissue growths on a mucous membrane. Yeah, yeah. And I guess that that was blocking her ability to smell. And then when she came out, she finally is able to, she gets a sense of smell back. But we did see last season that she did talk about how Mike's closet smelled. That is true. She did shade the closet. Mm-hmm. Could this be, it got worse since she moved or it's selective. Which one do you think is more likely? I mean, or it could have been a condition that worsened perhaps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know exactly uh, what what was going on, but there, we were speculating, uh, or at least I was, that this could be that she was going in for some sort of a cosmetic procedure, but it doesn't sound like this is medical in nature for uh, what she was dealing with. And so that she comes out, no, none the wiser that Mike stole the car and then uh, came back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she I mean, that's the thing. The footage is the only thing that'll give it away. 
for all she knows, Mike stood there the whole day waiting for her. Yeah. Because he's so nice. Okay. And so, I mean, that Mike was, like, being, like, the good soldier here and was being, like, uh, pretty, like, uh, receptive to her needs. Yeah. I mean, that's what we think of, you know, Mike when we when we see him. He's the nice one. He's the he's very good. Sure, sure. And so, uh, <laughs> Natalie is very hungry. Uh, that uh, Mike wants to put her to bed, but she has a request of, "Can you boil the potatoes for me?" For me. Yeah, she wants boiled potatoes with what was it? Pickle, yeah, salt, <laughs> onion. Maybe. I think there was cheese also cheese? and mushrooms yeah. and mushrooms. Oh, mushrooms. That's the yes. one. Yeah. Yeah. This is a wild recipe. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't decide if these items were being boiled with the potato or they mm-hmm. were going to be served on the side of the boiled potato. Cause I couldn't figure it out. I was like, you're not boiling a pickle. Are you? I just didn't think that was going to happen. Don't know. Yeah, it was like a very specific thing. I guess, I mean, it's not that crazy that it's some sort of like, I guess, like an au gratin potatoes. But, you know, the, like then it was like with a side of like nine pickles. Yeah, well, let's not forget. Um, she's living with the carnivore that is Mike as a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. So there mu- the pickings must be slim on on stuff to eat that she would want based on the way Mike buys stuff here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking up Ukrainian recipes for a boiled potato mm-hmm. and it looks like what was described. They're boiled. There's a little bit of herbs on them. There's onion, mm-hmm. vegetable oil, there's dill, no sign of mushroom or pickle. That might just be a dill pickle. Thing. Oh, there you go. That's the dill. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. It looks fine. Looks good. Okay. So, I mean, this was actually one of the better episodes for Mike and Natalie for the whole season. Yeah. And and we say better. We really mean that there was a, a mm-hmm. lot less tension. Yeah. But there was still tension. Like, you could tell it was brewing up and it's going to get annoying again yeah. next week um, based on the next time. On. Well, Mike was, like, worked up at the very end. It was like, okay, well, this is, I guess, he's, like, waiting on her. This is kind of sweet. And then he just, like, then was, like, venting at the end of this. Yeah, like, he feels wronged, and he's annoyed that she only wants help when it's convenient to her. So, yeah, welcome to someone who just had surgery. If you agree to take care of them, you're taking care of them on their watch, on their Not for anything, though, Puya, like, I only want help when it's convenient for me also. Like, I don't want help when it's inconvenient for me. That's not help. That's not help. That's hindrance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not. That's literally the opposite. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I think Mike just wants, Mike wants the opportunity to, like, be the savior. And I think by Natalie taking those moments away from him, he's feeling irritated because he's also allowed this whole she went to the surgery without me thing to stew and become a bigger deal than it needs to be. So he listen, he's making his own boiled potatoes by stewing in this and it's going to it's going to reach ahead uh next episode. Don't forget so. the pickles that they they tend to he's be in. Pickle. Yeah. Yeah, the big pickle. Yeah. 
We're going to come right back and talk about Andre and Elizabeth here on 90 Day of Fiance with Puya. But first, uh, let me take a moment and thank a sponsor. Those are our friends over at BetterHelp Online Therapy. And as we are beginning to see the light at the end of the COVID tunnel, a lot of people are still feeling down and emotionally out of sorts. You may not feel depressed or at a total loss, but if you're feeling a little bit off or your relationships are suffering... That should be a sign that you should talk to somebody. And whether you're feeling anxious or you're struggling in your career or you're having trouble sleeping, online therapy can help. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RJP and fill out a questionnaire to help BetterHelp assess your needs and match you with a professional licensed therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours via secure weekly video, phone, or even live chat sessions with your therapist. And BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great matches, so it's easy and free to change counselors if you need a better fit. Online therapy is convenient and more affordable than in-person therapy, and our listeners get 10% off their first month of online therapy at BetterHelp.com slash RHAP. That's better H. H-E-L-P.com slash R-H-A-P. Also, support for this podcast comes from our friends over at Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and it can be hard work. But you know what's easy? Bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy, and it's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Should we... Talk about uh, Andre and Elizabeth. Let's. They are your favorites. Yes. So I'm keen to hear what you Oh, have this was a, a wild week for the Andre and Elizabeth of it all. Re- it really was. And the RV trip is never ending. <laughs> so many like, weeks in the RV. Do people cross the Oregon Trail faster? Like, this is brutal. <laughs> We've been just sitting in this RV for episodes. Yeah. And I'm not getting any joy out of this anymore. We got all the joy the last time when he pulled Becky off the RV to talk to her. Mm-hmm. I could have moved on from there. Okay. So they're going to go somehow. They're going to stop for another Airbnb here on this trip. Apuya, where are, are they driving from California to Maryland? Oh no, because we did the math. Like, weren't we're they like, coming up it, from Florida? Mm-hmm. They were coming up from Florida. Like this. I mean, this have, is the like, second night that they're stopping on this trip. Yeah, it sounds. What are like even three time? hours a day? Are they sightseeing on the way? Like, is this a full-on road trip? I don't I know. It's just supposed to be a drive. I mean, this is like a max, like what, like a 10 hour trip that they were making? Yeah. Yeah. Which you'd imagine they'd cut into two drives of five, meaning even then they should still arrive the second day. There shouldn't be a second day sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, there was. There was. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Elizabeth booked an Airbnb in Washington, D.C., but. They're on a street that's very narrow, and apparently there's no parking. Or, and I don't even think you can park an RV in Washington, D.C. Yeah, so this we're chalking it up to, I think, misadvertisement because she books the place, says she talked to the guy and said, hey, we have an RV. First thing she checked, we have an RV. And the guy said... We have room for parking. You're set. Doesn't look like that's to be the case. Mm -hmm. So to me, when this happens, like, oh, that sucks. 
But again, not a big deal. What can you do? They they misinformed us. It's fine. Not with not with this family though. This family, this is a the biggest thing that's ever happened in this family. Mm-hmm. By the way, it looked. <laughs> Yeah. So Andre just is like, that's it. I'm getting the F out of here and drives away and uh, enter the the brother-in-law that uh, the brother-in-law is married to Becky. I think that was Becky's man's. Yes. Okay. And like he is out of nowhere, very surprisingly, an ally of Andre. In these matters, we've covered what about a season and a half of 90 Day Together? This is the most shocking thing that's happened (sighs) in this show. Yeah, straight up. I think this guy, his perspective is I I just want to get off this RV and I don't care about Airbnb. I don't, I'm not paying for any of this. That I, I don't care. Just get me off this RV and get me in a hotel and let's just move on. This trip has been the biggest mistake of my life. I can't wait for this to be over. Let's just move on from this. Yeah. Again, who would have thought that the smartest person in this family was the dummy that is Charlie who flew to the to to Maryland instead mm-hmm. of taking this RV trip? Like he really saved himself. I do think that um, uh, I, I don't have his name down. What's his name, Rob? Do you have his name? The brother-in-law, uh, no. Yeah, the brother-in-law. Okay, well, let's call him the brother-in-law. The fact that the brother-in-law came to Andre's defense was surprising to me, but I also found myself, I think, here's the thing, I tend to side with Andre quite a bit when he's against this family, but he does himself no favors by the way he delivers stuff. I'm like, oh, I'm on Andre's team, and then he's like cussing her out over this. I'm like, well, that's not necessary. Because mm-hmm. I can see that Libby didn't know that there was not going to be parking. Why would she book it if she knew? That's, that makes no sense. I just think everyone's on such high tension and all the brother-in-law wants is to sleep. And he's like, okay, well, if that means we can't stay here, that means we have to leave. There's no choice. But then obviously the family Libby are all arguing over, well, we don't want to go back in the RV. We, we don't want to. It's like, well, you can't sleep here. Like, where do you want to? You have to get in the RV. The sooner mm-hmm. you do 45 minutes out, you're fine. When they, when we found out that they were complaining that they're going to be in the RV for another hour, I just thought that's the most ridiculous thing to be upset about. An hour does not seem like that much time to me. I Doesn't know seem like, like that much time. RV all day. And but, also, yeah. like, what do you want him to do? Like he's like, uh, there's no place to park this RV. It, it's not his fault. Like, uh, the, the, you know, and I thought he was probably too hard on Elizabeth also then uh, forbids her from being able to make arrangements anymore. Uh, but, you know, for everybody else, you're just being unreasonable. Yeah, I feel bad for the kids. Yeah, I'll be honest. I feel like I remember moments as a kid where I'm like, oh, these people are. You know, they're turning up their voices on each other. This is awkward. Imagine the whole family just yelling at each other at like one in the morning in a parking lot. So we're not in a parking like a plot of land somewhere mm-hmm. about where to go. As like, that seems like trauma. And like this kid and like this kid just hearing Andre yell at it like the mother. Right. It's it, that all of that just to me is like red zone like don't do that don't do that i just can't believe they're so willingly doing this but to me rob i've said this before i'll say it again this family wants a spinoff so bad so bad that they're willing to find anything to argue about 
Oh, they're going to have a lot to argue about here. Uh, Andre and the brother-in-law, like, uh, then they bond over some talk about how, hey, don't let uh, women do a man's job, right? Which I don't know. What, Only what, what was the man's job that the women were doing? Like booking Airbnbs? I last time carrying I the bags in. Like, what was the yeah. what was the man's job that the women uh, don't leave the women to do it? Are those alpha things? I don't. Are those machismo things? I don't know. Mm-hmm. These outdated rules and regulations to this nonsense. I can't. Good for them for bonding, but boy, did they like bend over backwards to find material to bond over here. Like it really was a reach and a half. Okay. They finally, after staying at the hotel, they get back on the road and we meet Aunt Sue, another character in uh, the Andre and Elizabeth uh, Chuck family circus. Yeah. Aunt Sue. What did you think of Aunt Sue here with the welcome wagon? No, Aunt Sue is terrible. She comes in and she, you know she's like the classic like ninety day fiance family member of like you know I don't like Chuck I've heard some things about him uh, he's or I don't like Andre he's just trying to take all of Chuck's money. Yeah, I don't know what his motives are. I mean, they can't say the green card thing anymore because he's fine now. He's here. He's been on the green card for the last couple of years. So what's the next thing? He's trying to swindle the money, which. Again, this family, more than almost any other, if any other couple on the show said this, I'd be like, okay, a little bit fair to you. But the entire family leeches off of Chuck. Every single kid Mm -hmm. leeches off of Chuck. And this is one of the kids' spouses. Of course, that money's going to go again to the daughter and the granddaughter. So Mm -hmm. what is the issue here? I don't get it. You're keeping it in the family anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Relax. So Aunt Sue tells us about all of her reservations about Andre. Uh, Andre, I thought, had uh, a pretty good burn of Charlie in the confessional. He told Elizabeth that he was looking forward to meeting uh, Elizabeth's uh, family so he could know where does all of Charlie's stupidity come from, uh, the mom's side or the dad's side? I love when Andre dunks on people, especially Charlie. Andre's someone who would thrive on Big Brother Twitter. Like he would just <laughs> if he watched feeds, it'd be over for everybody. It'd be such a good good follow. <laughs> but until he inevitably like says something himself to just get canceled of like it might be funny for like the first two or three tweets, but you know, he, that he's not nuanced enough to be able to keep it going. Yeah, no, no, no. He would literally, he would get blocked relatively quickly, be a mm-hmm. follow, like, two retweets, and then a block. But those two retweets would hit mm-hmm. very well, in my opinion. Now, do we know where is uh, the Elizabeth's mother? I tried thinking about that when he mentions, like, where, where did he get his stupidity from? I don't recall. No, no, is she, is she just not, is she just like uh, in the picture, but not around? Is, uh, are think, they separated? Is uh, she, uh, uh, has she passed on? I, oh my God, this, feel free, um, 90 Day Historians who are listening to Fact Check. Wasn't she there at that meeting they had at the beginning of the season? Or am I making that up? And she missed the RV trip? Hey, she might have had something else come up. Um, She might have. Oh, you know what? There's an article about the mom. Yes. I'd like to hear it. Yes, please. All right. 
Um, let's see. After her mother's controversial views were shared to Reddit, uh, though many viewers dislike Libby, her husband Andre, and her dramatic family, fans don't think it's fair to hold Libby accountable for her mother's words or actions. What did the mother say? Oh, boy. Okay, so she's around. She's around. Oh, um, let's see. Uh... Okay, so yeah, Rainbow, a promise of it's it's uh, I think it's anti pride based on what I'm seeing here. Oh, it's very religious, very religious views potentially. Did this come up on the show or on social media? No, no, no. This is on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so she's around. She's around. She's mm-hmm. around. Um, very rooted in religion and frequently shares posts to make her faith known to her followers. Uh, though she said she does not fear what people think, Pamela did turn off the comments after sharing her post about the rainbow. Okay, so she's around. Um, maybe it was the situation of, well, this isn't my family, so I don't have to be there and didn't show yeah. up. Is it possible the producers say, hey, uh, we're not about that, Pamela? Yeah, I think the producers were like, we're not going to give this a platform. How about mm-hmm. that? How about uh, okay. we're good? Um, not a bad actually, call. I could. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with that decision as well. Okay, because we don't even need Pamela because we got so much other drama going on on this show because Aunt Sue talks about, hey, Chuck, how's the business? Which this is such a setup. Aunt Sue, come on. Come on. You knew yeah. how this was going to go. Mm-hmm. Aunt Sue might be hateful but she's no dum-dum mm-hmm. she's no dum-dum yeah and guess who's ready to spill the tea it's charlie and talks about how here's andre oh and sue listen to this this guy was sitting on his ass for three years and then asked dad for a hundred thousand dollars which is so rude Oh yeah! Imagine like this guy, your your sister's spouse is trying to make a good impression with the rest of the extended family, and you immediately throw this out there like a grand old statement that he can't defend that he has to now deal with. I didn't love this from him at all, but I don't love anything he really says. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say him getting on his high horse talking about how Andre sat there for three years did nothing, while other people go for the American dream. And his big American dream is, yeah, I I run the same business my dad does. Or he tells me I'm a co-partner, but I just get paid from from dad. So I was like, come on. Yeah. Come on. You cannot seriously be on this high horse right now. Yeah. Everybody was really hypocritical about the whole situation, uh, you know, because Aunt Sue talks about how, oh, Chuck, he's such a great guy. And Chuck went down to Florida to take care of uh, his mom and had nothing and then built this business up from nothing. But Chuck himself seems to say, hey, dad, pop, I couldn't have done this if you didn't loan me money to get the business Mm -hmm. started. Uh, And then it's like, okay, well, you sort of see, okay, well, maybe Andre's not so crazy to ask Chuck for some money to get this thing started but then Pop comes back and like kind of says the opposite of that and says hey when you start a business you should go to like you should need to come in with like the capital to start the business or you're not bringing anything to the business but what like how many people are doing that? What what is uh, is Andre like some in, investor in Chuck's business? I think Rob, I think the biggest takeaway for me and the biggest lesson here, Andre said a number too big. 
if Andre had said a number with one less zero on it, they might have let it happen. Mm-hmm. They might have been like, okay, a hundred K obviously is a big ask yeah. no matter what you've been doing. But then in their eyes, if he's done nothing, he literally went zero to a hundred thousand real quick. And they're mm-hmm. like, no, 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 no. If he went to 10K, 15K, 20K, that works. And then if he's like, listen, this is just seed money for me to start the business. And then I'll like reimburse. It wasn't like that. Like we know how Andre talks. So for us, when he's like, you will give me a hundred, I'll be the CEO. I'll get the money back in two years guarantee with 50% profit with no like books to prove it. Right. Um, but also they're just out for blood with this guy. It's, it's a mess. This family is a mess. This family is more messy than boiled potatoes. (laughs) Like they really are all over the place. But I feel like maybe Andre was like, okay, uh, I will ask Chuck for 100 K and then he'll say, uh, that's too much. I'll give you 50 K and that's really all I need anyway. Well, and if that was his plan, that's a good plan. But what he didn't think of, which he should have, is that this family will hear 100K and ignore anything else that comes up after that. Yeah, but uh, I thought this was really horrible, just how they're airing out all of this dirty laundry in front of Aunt Sue and Pop. Uh, And then Aunt Sue, uh, you know, she doesn't think that Chuck should be in the business. Aunt Sue, who asked you? Yeah. Um, this is not your concern. Be happy your family's here for the whole reunion. Why are you concerned about this? Well, we almost got a fist fight right in Aunt Sue's kitchen of that uh-huh. Charlie is calling out Andre and Andre says basically he's going to beat his ass to Charlie. And then uh, Charlie's like, well, I'm not going to I'm not going to fight you here. I'm not going to disrespect you. And uh, Andre says, don't go soft on me now, Charlie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's so tough. I picture myself being the Andre in that I'll be in front of like my partner's whole family. I could never talk like this. This is like because like you have no one to back you there. How are you doing this? It's mm-hmm. so uncomfortable. And and but the other thing to me is then Charlie, you're around your family. You're really making a whole ass of yourself. How are how are you two grown men doing this again? Again and again and again. It's just do be adults, be adults in 2021. You know, make a boxing event, go in the <laughs> ring, go go six rounds, make your money like everyone else is doing at this mm-hmm. point, and move on. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie versus Andre on pay per view. Uh, are people watching? People pay for that? It's 90-day franchise. The people will put money on this yeah. for sure. Could you yeah. build out the rest of the card for the 90-day fiancé uh, boxing match? Yes. So you have not met her yet. Um, well, we, I mean, we haven't talked about Kalani and Aswelu yet. But Aswelu's sister, Tammy, versus Kalani's sister, Kalini, should yes. be in the card okay. for sure. You put that on the card. Um, what about then- Minty versus Hazel? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Great choice. Mm-hmm. Minty versus Hazel is a good one. Um, uh, what's it called? Um, hmm. Well, the other ones might just be exhibitions. Like, there's no beef, but we'll do it because it'll be, yeah. you know, intriguing. Um, give me Jovi versus Brandon. I think that would be very funny. Mm-hmm. That'd be a good one. Um, Big Ed. Who would Big Ed take? Big Ed has to be on this card. Who's he taking? I don't know. Uh, like, does he have a rival? I mean, I think a lot of people would do anything to to go toe to toe with him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in that regard, anyway, it's not easy to go toe to toe with Big Ed. 
Yeah. Big Ed, um, big problem. Uh, hmm. You know what? Give me uh, Zed. Zed versus Big Ed. Mm-hmm. Battle of the Eds. <laughs> okay. Um, Chuck has to finally say, hey, come on, everybody. Guys, you're disrespecting my sister and my dad. Everybody. Uh, and Aunt Sue then says, like, Andre, you need to calm down. Come on, Aunt Sue. Yeah, I didn't like the way. Yeah, I didn't like the way Aunt Sue said that. Like that would make me calm down less if someone said that to me that mm-hmm. way. And I and I don't like the implication that Andre's the only one out of line here. Charlie like, started it. Literally, Charlie provoked. Charlie provoked. Like, hey, everybody, guess is, what? <laughs> this family, Rob, they have this cycle, right, where escalation happens. Fight happens. It's brewing. It's brewing. It's brewing. And then Chuck steps in and does the same thing every time. Which every is, week, guys, we guys, just get guys, along put this aside. Yeah, he's like the Mister Belding of like uh, guys, guys, guys. Come on, no running in the yeah. hallways, Zach. Yeah, but then give me that phone. <laughs> what did I say? There's no resolve, though. That's the problem. It's like Mister Belding with no like, you know big speech at the end to bring us all home and make everyone get along again. It's kind of like just a soft snooze button. I'm going to see you all in detention if you keep this up. That's not what this school is about. Come on. Like, all right, we're sorry. <laughs> but he, it was his fault. I did It wasn't yeah, it me. Was- no, no, nothing changes. Um, no, nothing. It's the same old, same old. Same old, same old. Uh, Elizabeth is feeling like Charlie's trying to sabotage uh, Andre. Do you think that that's what's going on here? That Andre is, uh, or Charlie's trying to bait Andre? Yes, I think. I think from the minute Chuck decided to get in bed with Andre, all the siblings want to do something to make Chuck see that Andre is no good for the business. And they'll do whatever it takes. I think I straight up think that Charlie wants to get punched by Andre mm-hmm. so that he can be like, see, he punched me. Do you want this guy in our business now? He's very and, easy to provoke Andre. He's a hothead. Oh, yeah. 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 It doesn't take much. And Charlie makes it a lot easier by being the shady person that he is. Okay. So. All right. Anything else on Elizabeth and Andre and Chuck? I mean, the less we say, the better. Uh, Becky. It's just, it's more of the same next week. So just be prepared, folks. Andre and Libby tour continues Mm -hmm. in full swing. Um, But yeah, that's it. That's it. We can move on to Rob. Where do you want to go? Do you want to go to South Africa? Oh, well, I mean, we've we've come so far. So let's leave Tiffany and Ronald for the last. Uh, Let's talk about Brandon and Julia. And then we could do uh, Kehlani and Asuelu. Um, So... Yeah, Brandon and Julia are driving around. They've got an apartment. Uh, it must be, uh, you know, getting a little cold. Uh, Brandon and Julia have on winter jackets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're you know, rocking the winter gear at the moment. It seems like everyone's moving towards the December timeline. Yeah. It feels like they're trying to make it seem like it's Christmas time all over the map. So it's getting cold. They're coated up. And here's the thing. So they're they're meeting up with Ron and Betty. Yes. To see this apartment. What Ron and Betty do not know is that they've already signed this apartment mm-hmm. and they they have a place now. They finally are going to leave the farm in a couple of weeks. But the reason they didn't tell Ron and Betty 
is that they had a little bit of problems with Ron and Betty. Every time they tried to talk about moving out, um, Ron and Betty freaked out on them. So they're deciding yes. the best way to do this, you know, Brandon style, Rob. And that's blindside. Them. Blindside. And you can understand why they wouldn't want to tell Ron and Betty because uh, they are total haters. <laughs> yep. And like, yep. just total jerks about everything because they bring them up to go see the apartment and Ron and Betty just look around like, oh, well, that's not much of a view, is it? Oh, boy. Oh, this room is kind of small, isn't it now? Oh, glad I don't live here. I mean, it's pretty small compared to 10 acres, wouldn't you say, Ron? <laughs> can you even fit a bed and dresser in here? I don't think so. Look at this kitchen. I mean, is there even room for a garbage can full of crickets? What is with this bedroom? Uh, are there har- hardly any paint cans over here, Ron? Can you believe it? Where will you put all your clutter? Yeah. Oh, there's no fire escape on the sixth floor. Oh, I guess you're probably going to burn to death in here. I uh, could have stayed at the farm and been fine. Ron and Betty. Now, I'm not inviting them to my house. No. For a couple of reasons. Yeah, the two of them and Jovi um, all raiding houses be a hot mess. I um, I this did make it sweet though, Rob, knowing that they didn't know and they're doing their best to talk this place down, and then the smile on Julia's face when she knew they were about to throw the bomb on them. Very happy about mm-hmm. that. Very happy about yeah. that. Yeah, until this point, we didn't get to see anything else with uh, what's going on with Julia's uh, workout uh, job. I know they like put it in the previously on, which made me believe we're going to hear yeah. about that a little bit, but nothing, nothing, sadly. So we'll see if she's going to do because she has to get certified, right? That was the next move for her before mm-hmm. she can wor- uh, work there. So we'll see if she gets that done. Okay. Uh, we'll see. Got to think uh, Julia's got to be able to find something. A lot of places are hiring Puya, So I got to think that uh, Julia can find something. Yeah, well, I think Julia, similarly to what um, Natalie has said before, wants her top choice over just any job uh, at the moment. So that's why the dance thing, it, it, it's something she's done before. She wants that. But we'll see if, um, if her and Brandon have a talk at some point and he says, listen, any job will do. We need the two salaries. So mm-hmm. let's get that done. I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what comes up next for them. I was actually kind of sad that we didn't get much from them this episode. And honestly, Rob, by the looks of the next time on, I don't think we're seeing them next week. Yeah. We have nothing for these two. Not a lot going on there uh, until Julia gets working at Crunch. <laughs> Was that the name? That's of the the name? I think I'm pretty sure that's the name of the gym. Crunch. I think it's gym. a chain. I think it's a chain. Oh, I did not know that. All right. Well, let's oh, talk yeah, Crunch about fitness. Kehlani and Asuelu because they they had a kind of a wild episode. Yeah, they really did. Yeah. So adventure. We knew about. Uh, Asuelo had been in the car accident he was uh, driving and uh, that he got into a car accident his car was totaled they need to get a new car they're on the used car a lot and so everybody is saying to Asuelo hey uh, oh you're doing ride share you want uh, let's c- come check out our Honda Civics over here uh, s- hold on is that a, a giant minivan over there 
That looks good. I want the minivan. I think the minivan's my top choice now. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Because obviously, you know, let's talk rideshare for a second. Yeah. Minivan can, you know, you can, if you're on Uber, you can be Uber excelling. That's more than what, four people in a car? That's that's nice. But also, that's not a lot compared to the mileage and and the gas usage is going to be a lot more. So you want that hybrid life. But, Rob, we find out that the the whole rideshare thing isn't the priority criteria here for Osweiler now, is it? He has ulterior motives. And it turns out that he explains to the nice man on the used car lot, well, it's also that the minivan will be good because uh, we want to have more babies. We're, we're going to have another baby. A big trope on 90 Day is 90 Day couples blurting very private information out in public to people who do not Salespeople, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and making them super uncomfortable. Because this guy really was trying to sell one of the hybrids to us, but I suppose stonewalled them and said, I'm not interested, man. Mm-hmm. That's not, I don't think so. It's going to be this minivan. Yeah. And then the when he tells them that, yeah, uh, we're thinking of having another baby, the salesman really awkwardly pauses and then looks at him and says, yeah, this is great for a family. A minivan's what you want for a family. It was very, very weird. So we see in confessional, Kehlani tries to talk Asuelu into not having another baby right away of, uh, don't you miss the boobs? Yeah. You've not, the boobs have not been with you for a minute. And he... You would not have to share access, Asuelu. (laughs) And we know this is a big deal to Asuelu. He's talked about this before. So... We know that this is a this is a big thing to him. Yeah. And uh, he wants seven kids. Rob, I wanted to ask you as the as the parent on the. Panel, yes. Yes. Um, how many times or have you ever thought of wanting seven kids? Oh, I have never thought about <laughs> wanting seven kids. Uh, we have talked about should we should we have a third kid? And then uh, we think about it for a minute and then very quickly say, no, you know, two's fine. Two's fine. We're more, okay. than, more than enough. More than enough. Um, but that's not how Asuelu feels. Although I will say that I don't think I had noticed the kids before this episode because I feel like that, uh, that I've heard them talk about, you know, that like they have a newborn. Uh, but the, the kids are not like baby babies. Like, uh, like I was under the impression that they like in, uh, that they had like a newborn baby. Yeah. I think, um, the kids are, uh, I don't know their exact ages, but I think the one that's a baby is probably closer to two years old than like six months old. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it'll be a little, that was a little, surpri- that was a little surprising to me. Uh, to see the kids' ages, uh, being that you know they talk about like how how much uh, just uh, care uh, they they need. Yeah, because I mean it's it's young enough that they needed um, Kalani's mom to come with them to the retreat in Zion, mm-hmm. right? So they they still needed help there, but it sounds like they're like they're getting to the age where um, 
Kalani can start breathing once again. And this is where mm-hmm. Oswelu wants baby number three to happen. And in the confessional, we get into a good conversation about how it's her body, her choice, whether they have a kid or not. And Oswelu, you know, bless his soul, really tries to go the romantic route with the explanation of, well, when we get married, you know, two bodies become one body. It's our body now. Mm-hmm. She was like, and my favorite line of the episode, Rob, was her being like, well, are you going to push a baby out of your vagina? And he's like, I would if I could. He's like, okay, Oswelu, no, mm-hmm. you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. That would be an interesting, uh, like, call if she could call that bluff. I know. It's like, well, I, uh, whether almost... they actually, they just developed the technology, Asuelu, uh, that you can now, uh, you could, you can carry the baby. It's like, oh, well, Honestly, well, well, I didn't mean seriously. That technology would change the world forever because there would be so many men getting mm-hmm. off of their high horse <laughs> and, you know, tapping out. Be like, nope, you caught me. I was never going to do it. Yeah. Well, now you know. Right, you got me. Is, uh, I was bluffing. Yeah. I, I, did, I had nothing. I had yeah, uh, no more kids. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, but then uh, we go later on in the episode, uh, we see Asuelu practicing his uh, Samoan dancing. And then has the mom on FaceTime. And then we get a little bit of a flashback to some of the issues that uh, Kehlani has had with the mom, which, you know, uh, again, we have seen those clips again, that uh, Asuelu's mom said, told her, I, I don't care about your kids. Um, Asuelu needs to give me money. Uh, and then when Kehlani is watching her, like, do FaceTime, it's like, why are we doing FaceTime with her? She just says she doesn't even care about these kids. Yeah, this all happened last season, and it was ugly, to say the least, about it. Uh, basically, um, uh, Asuelu's mom is under the belief that her son must always be providing for the family. The family being her, the siblings, mm-hmm. as, the, as the boy um, in the family. And obviously, Kalani has control of a lot of the money because a lot of the money comes from her family. So she was like, I'm not giving you money. Uh, we're not letting him give you money. And then there was almost a fist fight with Tammy, the sister, who we didn't get to see this episode. But I was surprised. I was surprised. I think the biggest thing, Rob, is that Asuelu wants to reconcile with his mom, wants his mom in his world, does not want his sister in his world anymore. So he's willing to to work with her. And maybe, maybe the whole, it was like, oh, it was a heated moment. That's why I said, I don't care about the kids. I actually do care about the kids. I don't know. Ultimately it's the grandmother right? and they want grandma to see the, the, the grandchildren. Mm-hmm. So. And so, yeah, that, um, Suelu's mom, uh, really is a piece of work. Oh yeah. It's very interesting. The relationship they have and the opinion she puts out there for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Like, um, like obviously a lot of it is seated, like, uh, seated within the, their culture, their upbringing. Like they were a big family. So they expect a big family. Like my, both my parents, um, came from big families. Like each of them had about seven siblings. So they're very big families. Um, at no point have they talked to either myself or my sister about you need big families. They surely didn't. They had mm-hmm. two kids. So I think this is just one of those things where it's like, um, the their their her ways of living that she believes that Oswelu must follow as well, and Oswelu clearly has those beliefs as well because he's trying to push for it too. Um, but 
I think the point that Kalani made in the episode about like economical, the economical reason of like, you know, if we have that many kids, we're going to be struggling for money. Mm -hmm. That's not something we want to put our kids in. Right. Yeah. And it's a question that I think all families uh, face, which is sort of like in a vacuum. It's like, oh, it would be great to have more kids. But at some point, it's like, well, there's only so many resources. And I think that a big family will tell you, like, well, you figure it out. You know, whatever it is. So you might have uh, three kids sleeping in a bedroom and, uh, you know, you get by. You figure it out. Uh, but you have to sort of make a decision. Like, uh, like how do you want to live? Like, what is the life that you want to have? And so, yeah, um, Kehlani's... Uh, I'm sorry, Esuelu's mom, you know, doesn't want to hear about that. Also, uh, doesn't want to hear about there's no money for her. Yeah, again, um, it's it's a lot of things that are happening at once. And clearly, all of them can't happen. If you want money for you, there cannot be any more children. Mm -hmm. If you want the children, they cannot be. He can't do both. There's And also, again, um, Esuelu's job at this point officially is rideshare. Um, and rideshare, you like you know, it's a you you make as much as you put into it. And he clearly hasn't been able to drive for the last month, so money's tight as is for all this other like stuff to come in. It's wishful thinking, of course. Like I, we wish we could have all the things and not have the financial side be a burden, but sadly, it is a burden and it is a problem. Yeah, and. I liked uh, what uh, Asuelu's mom had to say about. Uh, she just said basically like have you know that old Samoan saying of like uh, have a big family because uh, some kids will turn out good and some will turn out bad. It's like a good old fifty fifty. Like, yeah, you never know. Yeah. You never know. So basically, <laughs> it's like uh, you know get more draft picks because uh, it's a crapshoot. Yeah, I mean, if if my mom said something like that to me, my first question would be. Am I part of the good batch or the bad batch? And who's part of the bad batch? Let me know. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're saying this, there's a ranking. I would like to know the ranking, please. Okay. So the other big headline from this was that so apparently Asuelu's mom is in the United States with Asuelu's sister, and then they're going to come visit again before Asuelu's mom goes back to uh, Samoa. Right, so Asuelu's mom is going to Samoa, I believe, for the holidays, um, but would like to see Asuelu, Kalani, and the grandchildren before she leaves. And the only way she can get there is if Tammy drives her over there. I liked also that she uh, referred to Christmas as that uh, she is going to be celebrating the birth of the baby Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) That was the way she put it, yeah. (laughs) This is very... That is a very formal way of describing it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and uh, Sway was like, yeah, no problem. Uh, Sure. We'd love to to see you. Yeah, Sway, this is where you talk to Kalani first. You do not... You do not just agree to this and then say it later. But to be fair to him, Kalani did the exact same thing when Colini was going to come move in with them. And she was like, okay, cool. I'll tell them when you get here. So you think this is all foreshadowing for the story. I mean, if it wasn't this damn good editing, yeah, uh, it happened to both of them. Yeah. But Colini uh, does not seem to be as like toxic of a, of a situation as uh, Swaylu's mom and sister. Colini's gotten better. Like Colini, there's never been an incident where um, Colini was like going to get physical and and you know throw down or anything. 
but she's they've had their problems. It seems like they've put it all behind them based on what we saw we've seen on the season. But I will say Colini and Tammy had a big verbal blow on the reunion last season. So the idea of those two seeing each other does scare me, but it will make for good TV. So brace yourself for that one. Okay. All right. And now let's finally talk about Tiffany and Ronald. Let's go to South Africa. South okay. Africa. All right. Uh, it's Christmas time in uh, South Africa, and we are mm. going to go and get some uh, decorations and a tree. And Tiffany is like, well, why are we spending so much money again? And Ronald is like, uh, I have to spend the money to say uh, that my son wants a good Christmas. But I, I just found this to be kind of icky from ronald where this was like very like emotionally manipulative like kids get so uh uh goo goo ga crazy over uh, anything christmas and so daniel especially seems to love decorations and we're gonna go to the store or we're gonna buy all this stuff and get daniel all the stuff to decorate for christmas and then like Daniel, I'm sorry, Ron, Ronald is banking on the fact like Tiffany won't take him away from this. Right, which is a good bank. It's evil, but it's good assumption to make. You're literally bringing this kid to Santa's workshop and making him see everything. And it's very clear that because like, you know, I, I mean, I grew up in a in a uh, world where Christmas wasn't a big part of the, you know, mm-hmm. the yearly holidays um growing up in a muslim country however i've seen enough tv movies and know enough people who celebrate it to know how important what an important time of year it is Mm -hmm. and to hear a kid say that it's not in the christmas spirit that kid loves christmas that kid loves christmas so much and you are putting this kid in an impossible situation where you're like here pick anything you want and we will get it you if you give a kid carte blanche like that the kid will take the carte blanche and and then we go further. So there's there's the battle of the trees. There's a bigger tree that looks very nice that immediately they're drawn to. And Tiffany goes, mm, that's a lot of money. Let's get this smaller tree. This one looks like it has lights already. It's built in. That's fine. We'll get this one. And then um, here comes more manipulation from Ronald where he tells Daniel, okay, Daniel, okay, my boy, look, would you like the big tree? Or this little tree that looks like asparagus. Which one? Which one would you like? Yeah, to you pick. You pick. Mm-hmm. And he's putting Tiffany in an impossible view because Tiffany doesn't want to be the bad guy. Like she just, she's literally the Grinch if she mm-hmm. says anything here. So she goes, "You can pick whichever one you want. We'll support your decision." And Daniel says, "I'm picking this big tree." And then in the confessional, is so cute. Daniel says. I'm sorry, mom, but I had to pick it. I had to pick the big tree. So Mm -hmm. the big tree gets picked. Rob, total cost. So I, again, this is somewhere where I'm going to ask your expertise. um, Because I've had one Christmas celebration and it was during quarantine. So we didn't do much for it. Is is $680 a lot of money to spend on Christmas decor? Yes. That's an insane amount of money to spend on Christmas decorations. Now, I again, I don't know if it's hard to get an artificial Christmas tree in South Africa, and maybe you're paying a bit of a premium, but that is uh, like an insane amount of money to spend on Christmas decorations. If Tiffany had married me, she would be in the position of that she would be the good cop, 
And I would say, hey, what if we just don't even have a Christmas tree? What what if we like uh, printed out one on the internet and we <laughs> colored it in and then put it on the refrigerator with a magnet? I mean, that's Christmas, right? Yeah, that's a she would be the good guy. She would be good cop. Oh, yeah. She'd be the best. And you would be the biggest villain known to man with mm-hmm. that with that printout. Yeah. I mean, so th- all of this happens. And from the beginning, his motives were clear. I want them to stay for Christmas. If I get all this stuff, they won't leave. And you know what? He's kind of right. If I'm Tiffany now, this man has spent $700 on Christmas decorations I am the worst person on the planet if I just up and leave. I mm-hmm. I seem to be the worst. He literally and he puts it on his credit card like, "Oh, I have my card. Don't worry." But you got to pay that off at some point. Now you're in debt over Christmas. Like, of course she's not going to mm-hmm. leave him high and dry. And we haven't even bought any presents see. yet. I know. And like you spent the but I feel like kids would I don't know. I don't know. If it was me, I'd rather get presents than have the Yeah, but the, uh, the Christmas tree, that but. it doesn't sound like uh that uh Daniel is hip to uh the, how the whole process works. I think it's like okay, mm-hmm. well, we just have to get the setup. Santa's going to come in and take care of uh the presents. Yeah. Right. Oh god, I forgot about I forgot about the part where Santa's mm-hmm. doing it all. All we have to do is all. pay for the decorations. Santa's yeah. got the rest <laughs> in his uh, toy shop. It's an all-inclusive situation. You just mm-hmm. get the decorations, everything else comes You just, it. yeah, you set up the workstation and then Santa's going to come in and deliver. Um, all right. Tiffany and Ronald are going to go with uh, Ronald's mom to go to some sort of elephant sanctuary. I mean, this did seem like a pretty cool uh, uh, outing. Yeah, it was like some kind of a tour, but I think I only saw elephants. I don't know if there were any other animals there, but they got to interact with the elephants, basically. Do you think mom was footing the bill for uh, this trip to the elephant sanctuary? I think it was mom's ticket of admission. It's like, hey, let's go here. I'll pay. They're like, okay, we'll go. Sounds mm-hmm. good. I do think mom foot the bill on this one for yeah. sure. Okay. For sure. And so Tiffany seemed a little perturbed that Ronald uh, seemed to be like a different person. The same guy who doesn't want to change a diaper uh, was coming off a little too good as dad in front of uh, his own mom. Hey, it's the performance. Sometimes when you're on the stage, you're going to do and say all the right things. And then when you're not, you're not. And, and it's very clear that he put all his energy into this one outing mm-hmm. and seemed to be the best, the best at it, which which is a very poor thing of him to do, because then you're showing that you can do this. So there's no excuse for Ronald. Not that I'm advocating for Ronald, but I'm just saying mm-hmm. This was a blunder if his objective was to not do anything. Well, then Ronald is going to be off doing stuff with the kids. And so Tiffany has some one-on-one time with uh, Ron's mom. And says, actually, like, uh, he doesn't do anything. He's not part of our circle. And uh, that uh, I want to leave and get out of here. Mm -hmm. And his spending habits aren't great. Yeah, which... um I I think the Ron's mom kind of in the confessional comes to defense of her son of like she she might be expecting a little too much. He's gone from an internet dad to like a in person dad, but then decides let me help out with the reconciliation. Maybe they just need time together. So she offers up to take the kids for a sleepover 
and leave Ronald and Tiffany with a night on the town for them to, to just be together without the kids. Yeah. Um, that's nice. This seems like, uh, like, I wish somebody would do this for me. Rob, if I, if I lived in your neck of the woods, I would definitely hang out with Dom and Anthony so that y'all can go out and hang out. Oh, sure. well, Puya, that would be, that would be awesome. That, uh, be, I mean, could lead to a squishy. <laughs> Yeah, we just play Mario Kart and then y'all do your thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that would be fantastic. I appreciate that. All right, let's uh, figure out a way to make that happen. Um, But so would you again, again, I'm going to keep asking questions uh, because you are the parent on the panel here. Did you like the squishy as a way to explain um, some activities? Uh, boy, it's, we're getting real close to the real thing. Uh, I think at this point, at that point, I kind of feel like just like, uh, like give up the game at that point. I know, especially, you know, us having gone through the Jersey shore timeline, smush, squishy, same thing, pretty much. Like you're really not going far with this. I feel like it just, and and, let's be honest. I think Daniel seems very smart for his age. So I think Daniel will kind of figure it out without you saying this phrase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the squishy was uh, like a special uh, kiss. Uh, I'm not sure if it's with your private parts. If you want to have a special kiss uh, many times, that's how a baby happens. Uh, so that's what uh, Asuelu is hoping for. Mm-hmm. He wants a squishy. And Kehlani does not. No. No. Anti-squishy. Anti-squishy. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, but if Ronald was hoping for a squishy, uh, I think he really fumbles the bag here uh, on date night. Yeah. None of this conversation is ever going to lead to squishy. If anything, it's going to lead to icky um, because Ronald cannot let it go that his mom and his wife have an open line of communication where they talked about kind of the struggles of the relationship. He was very mad about this. And to the point where Ronald does this thing where he just in, again, shout out to 90 day fiance, the people on it and telling strangers personal things. But at the date, um, Tiffany gets a drink. She doesn't like the drink. Tells mm-hmm. the waitress, hey, I don't really like this drink. Do you have anything else I could potentially drink? I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll bring you a vodka, passion fruit. She's like, oh, thank you. And then Ronald calls her what, difficult? Oh, uh, she's, uh, the, this one, uh, she's uh, difficult. And like, he doesn't do it with like that jokey smile, kind of like dad jokey thing that, that you Like, he seemed very with. sincere. Like, you're embarrassing yeah. me. Just drink it. Just leave it. Yeah. Again, that's not that's a bad foot to, to you already were coming into some awkwardness. You're making it worse for yourself. Like, yeah, it's not good. No, uh, Ronald is a brutal date, and I, he did not need to do this. Like you have one night here with Tiffany, first night in a year. Like let her have the drink she wants, sir. Yeah, haven't you not done enough right already? Just let her like you just let her enjoy herself. She has to put up with your nonsense all the live long day. And again, everything Ronald did here, I've seen happen before. Right. He she's trying to give him some 
criticism on how she doesn't feel like he's doing enough, he gets defensive. She tells him he's getting mm-hmm. defensive. He gets more defensive. It's just, it's a mess. It yeah. just feels like Ronald wants the red carpet rolled out for everything he's done. But Tiffany's saying, that's good, but we still need to do more to get further. Yeah. And we're not where we need to be at the moment. It's just, it's, I can see it. He can't see it. Yeah. I mean, to sort of like, uh, encapsulate where this relationship is where you know he will like do one positive thing like uh he takes a like one step forward but they're miles uh behind where they need to be and and so he'll Mm -hmm. take one step forward and he'll be like look look at this uh, like uh i i i painted the room or i we we went to go look at the elephants today she's like yeah but like where is uh, the like safety net for this family i said oh come on you complain about everything yeah like he's still caught up on the fact that he made this room from scratch and he wants recognition for it. Like, mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing with, with, you know, this relationship. I don't think Ronald quite understands that you can't stop and recognize and celebrate every little thing. You got to keep building, keep building, keep building until you're in a stable place. Then you can look back at everything you've done to get to that place. Ronald, come on now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like uh, you know he wants like pats on the back like uh, every time like uh, he scores a touchdown. But uh, Tiffany's like, well, the score of the game is we're down uh, six hundred to thirty two. <laughs> yeah, we need a lot more touchdowns before we can start mm-hmm. celebrating these. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and then so he he walks out of the restaurant. Yeah, not great. Uh, to then you know you brought Tiffany to this country. And then you're going to like get up and leave her there. That's yeah. That's some awful moves right there because did he just, did he, did we see him drive off or he just went outside? I thought he got in like a, in a car. Okay. I didn't think he he was driving. Yeah. Mm, Okay. Yeah. I, again, there was not enough happened there to warrant him storming off. So that was just over-exaggerated from his part. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, not great for uh, Tiffany and Ronald. And uh, I'm sure that they will patch things up. But, you know, uh, these two, I I just can't see where it's going to work out. I think ultimately with them, they're going to keep in this roundabout place. She's I assume she'll inevitably ask for a divorce. He'll say she's giving up, put it on her and say that he doesn't want it. Like he, the only way Ronald can have this relationship exist is if he makes her the villain and he is not, he is the martyr. Mm-hmm. That's really the only way. And that's not. Yeah, I tried. I built a room. It. I took them to go see elephants. Uh, I, I bought a yeah. Christmas tree and it was never enough for her. So, you know, what are you, what are you going to do? And again, they have a baby. It's not like that, you know, some of these other relationships, which like comparatively Mike and Natalie or like uh, some, some of these other couples, it's like, okay, they should just split up and not be together. But now this is a lot more complicated. It is. And I mean, we've seen the way once you um, squish, once you squish um, lifetime wish. I don't know. Does that rhyme? That works, right? It rhymes. Um, Yeah, it does. Yeah. Okay. So the thing for me is that, 
Um, with, when it comes to Ronald, we've seen him not put in the 100% when it came to that mock interview they did. And it sounds like he kind of doesn't care about coming to the U.S. He wants them to be with him in South Africa. Mm-hmm. But then I don't think there's enough there to hold. Like he, the man literally put Christmas decorations on his credit card, meaning the bank account is dry otherwise. And this is decorations. This isn't weekly food, weekly housing, schooling. So they're down bad. Like they need, they need more and they can't have that. It's just to, to focus on it as like a, she's stealing me from my kids is bad and villainous because factually you can't sustain a living there at the moment. So Mm -hmm. I just don't know what to say about it. We just have to, we just have to wait and see where they go. Cause next week she's going to break the news that um, Kalani broke to Asuelu, which is I saw a divorce lawyer. Yeah, and I don't think he's going to take it as well no. as Asuelu did. No, he's not going to take it uh, particularly well because I think that Asuelu is hurt, and R- Ronald is going to be like, "What? How could you do this to me? Like, uh, I'm the I'm a great dad. You don't appreciate me." Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, all right, Puya, uh, that's another week of ninety day fiance in the books. Yeah, we that was fun. Yeah, so I. I miss 90 Day Fiance when it's not on. Yeah. So, yeah. So, this was the first week uh, 90 Day Fiance was back during the Big Brother season. Uh, We got a Sunday night uh, Big Brother recap that we're doing. So... I we had talked about this from the beginning of the season, but at some point I was going to scale back uh, my involvement with uh, 90 Day Fiance, and so uh, I, I I still plan to watch. I want to still talk about the show, but I'm not going to be uh, a weekly contributor on the podcast uh, moving forward. Which is more than fair, Rob. When, when it comes to Big Brother, the summer gets very busy. You compound the Big Brother with your Survivor rankings countdown. The top 40 countdown. Yeah. That's right. Um, and then other engagements. Like, you got a lot on your plate. Allow me to take some off your plate. But then you can also have it on your plate whenever you want it. So I already um, have someone lined up for next week. Yeah. Um, confirmed. Sasha Joseph will be coming here to talk all 90 days. One of the best. Oh, yeah. One of the best um, host of the newly covered show on the network, which is Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. That'll be lovely. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about all the mess here. And Rob, as always, your seat is open and you are always welcome back whenever. Because I know here's the thing. I know you enjoy the show. So I know it's not like I have to see what's going on with Elizabeth and Andre. Exactly. And it's exactly. one of the few shows so, that Nicole and I watch together. So that that's going to be, right. uh, you know, uh, even if I don't watch it right when it comes on, then I still want to listen to the podcast. And so uh, we'll mm-hmm. have uh, like all week to catch up. Yeah. And we will have you covered for the podcast, too. So it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. OK. All right. Puya, what's next for you? Um, aside from 90 day stuff, uh, Big Brother is in full swing, obviously. So I will be talking Big Brother live feed updates at the very least on Friday mornings with Taryn Armstrong. So that'll be going down. And then I also still will be streaming three times a week on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Puya. Okay. Uh, you have set times and dates? I do. So I stream Friday nights at 11 p.m. It's our late night late show. Late night. So, that's right. Sundays during Big Brother season, we Sundays we do Among Us, but we're moving it to 2 p.m. Eastern so that we do not clash with the Big Brother episodes and subsequently the 
podcast that will, the recaps that'll happen right after. So we'll be done like from two to six kind of during the Big Brother season. And then I go live on Tuesdays as well. That's a little bit more fluid, a 5 p.m. start, 7 p.m. start. And then lately, Rob, I've been start, I've started playing Mario Kart weekly with Peridium. Oh, a fun experience. That, well. oh, yeah. That's wild. I know, right? We, we like the last couple of weeks, we've been playing on Mondays for a couple hours. We've been ta- chopping it up, talking Big Brother stuff that's been going on. So it'll be fun. That's fun as well. Okay. Well, what do you do? Like uh, Grand Prix? Yeah. So we, no, no, no. So basically I'll make a lobby on, on the Mario Kart and then we'll open it up to the audience. So it's me, Peridium and the chat and mm-hmm. we throw down. The problem, it's been good training for me because what do you play on the switch so better yeah yeah on the switch mm-hmm. okay yeah so, um all right well uh what what day that's on mondays that's today that's today yeah yeah, yeah. What, what time do you do that at uh 5 p.m okay all right uh yeah that's getting pretty close to the slop otherwise i could uh hop in there Ooh. Okay, maybe we'll make arrangements so that you can join up one time. Yes, okay. Although, yeah. I got to be honest, I, I do not know how to join a public lobby of uh, Mario Kart. I'll send you detailed <laughs> instructions. I got your back. Yeah, okay. And while, while we're at it, see if you could help me with uh, that my kids watch a YouTube video about how to get it to be a mod for Luigi's Odyssey. Oh, I see. Yeah. All right. I'll I'll do the research. And they're on that like, and Dad, if, uh, can you buy this? I'm like, that it's it's a mod. I I that I, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> I'll look into it. They don't me. understand. They don't understand. Um, all right. Well, please, uh, this was great to talk some 90 Day Fiance uh, with you. Of course, uh, that we've got so much Big Brother going on uh, right now. I will have uh, the slop today with uh, Jenny Autumn talking about all the nonsense, not 90 Day Fiance, but from the world of uh, Big Brother. And there's always uh, plenty of slop. They're always good eating on uh, Big Brother on Monday nights. Plus, We'll have our 12th best season of Survivor of all time. That's Survivor Millennials versus Gen X coming into the podcast on Tuesday. So I uh, hope you will join us for all of that. We also uh, discovered on Robin Akiva Need a Podcast, we had a tournament for Rob's Biggest Fan. We had Akiva's Biggest Stan. We found Rob's Biggest Fan on the latest Robin Akiva Need a Podcast on another wild episode of Renat. All right. So thank you so much for joining us. And of course, next week... Uh, be sure to follow the 90 Day Fiance podcast feed or our wrap ups feed to hear our coverage of 90 Day Fiance happily ever after. That's at robiswebsite.com slash 90 Day Fiance. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Support for this podcast comes from our friends over at Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and it's hard work, but you know it's easy? Bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. It's a good thing, too. You're busy enough. Go to geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit geico.com today.